Christ of Christmas is God stepping into our realm. He came to be our Emmanuel, Savior, Messiah, and King. All right, this this morning, a very short, simple Christmas message. Right, not going to keep you too long. Uh, you know, Christmas for all of us, or for most of us, or many of us, is a time of celebration. Uh, we're all excited, very happy. College, school kids, it's a time for holidays. You know, feel, wow, school's over. Finally, can be home, do what I want. Uh, there are many other exciting things that happen during Christmas. We give gifts, we receive gifts, we have dinners, family, friends, all kinds of things. A lot of things that, uh, that, that make Christmas a time for us to celebrate, enjoy, be happy, and so on. But all of us understand that Christmas without Christ is no Christmas. Christmas is nothing without Christ at the center. And this morning I want to take a few moments just to speak to us about the Christ of Christmas. The fact is that Christmas is celebrated because about 2,000 years ago, God came in to our world. And this was no small thing, when you think about it. That the God of this universe, who really is so infinite, limitless, creator of all things, eternal, forever God, all-powerful, that he would step into our worlds. It's not a small thing. And it's around that that we celebrate Christmas. It's about Christ, the Christ of Christmas. But what is this message? What is, it, what is the message that comes to our hearts, comes to us, as we consider the Christ of Christmas. What's the message? What is God trying to tell you and me by all of this that happens? I want to just highlight four things. I'm sure there are many things we could talk about, but I want to bring to our attention this morning four simple things that God's communicating to you and me through Christmas as we consider the Christ of Christmas. The first thing that comes to our hearts by as we consider the Christ of Christmas is that God is interested in your life. He's interested in my life. Right where we are. For the God, the great, great, great God of this universe to be willing to step into our world become like one of us is no small thing. And yet he did it. That the eternal God who is infinite would confine himself to the limits or limitations of a human being, of a human body, step into our world as messed up as this world was, as corrupt, as evil as this world was, to say, I'll come in there, be with you, 
It's a big statement that he's making saying, I am really seriously interested in your life. You know, when we drive through our city, and I'm sure all of us have seen this often, you see people on the streets. You see, imagine this man who's on the streets. He's homeless. He has nothing. His entire wardrobe is a pair of clothes that he's having on his back. His entire savings is probably a little coin that's in his pocket. Now we can feel compassion for him and go help him. So imagine I go to him, I say, you know, I really want to help you. I take him some food, maybe take him a new pair of clothes. And do all of that, I'm sure he will appreciate that. I'm sure it will demonstrate to some measure that I care for him, that I'm concerned. But then, after I do that, I still go back to my nice home. I still sleep in my comfortable bed. I I still eat that wonderful meal at home. There's nothing wrong with doing something like this. We must do that. But what if I did something different? What if I gave up my nice home, my nice bed, and my nice food, and I became like him? What if I slept on the street with him? What if I... Resigned myself to just one pair of clothes like him? What if I began to live life like him where I didn't know where I would get my next cup of water to drink? What if I downgraded myself to his level, becoming like him? With one reason. That I too start and live, that I to live life at his level, walking with him, journey with him, and show him how I can come out of there he is to a higher level. What if I actually make that journey? And I turn around and tell him, you can do this too. Now that and to some measure illustrates what Jesus did for us. He downgraded himself, so to speak, right to our level, became like us, sat in the mud like us, became homeless like us. The Bible says, he, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. That we through his poverty might be made rich. He became like us. He stepped into our world. He went to the lowest of the lowest point where we were. And he journeyed through life starting from where we were. He walked the same walk. He journeyed to the same world. And he then showed us how to live life. And he said, you could do this too. 
You could do this too. The Christ of Christmas tells me that he is Emmanuel. God with us. He's Emmanuel. He's God who steps into our world, my life, your life. So it doesn't matter where each one of us may find ourselves in, in life this morning. You may be at the lowest point in life. You may be somewhere in between. You may be doing better off than where you were at the beginning of the year. All of that is wonderful. But wherever you are in life, there is one message that comes through so clearly. God wants to be Emmanuel for you. He wants to be God. He desires to be God with you. God in you. God walking through life with you. Through the dirt, through the mire, through whatever you're going through. He wants to be there. And he's willing to do it. He showed it once very clearly, loud and clear. When he left heaven, came into this world, he said, I'm willing to come and be Emmanuel. I'll start where you are and I'll journey through life with you and take you where you ought to be. Amen. He's willing to do that. The second message that comes through us to us about the Christ of Christmas is simple. It's the fact that God wants to rescue us from sin. The angel announced, you will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Most of us know this. Now that's what makes the Christ of Christmas very different from anyone else who lived before him or who came after him. The many people who tell you how to do good, but they don't give you the power to do it. The many people who tell you what's right and what's wrong, but they don't give you the power to choose the right and refuse the wrong. But Christ is different. He says, I will rescue you from sin, so that you can live righteous. You can live the way you're supposed to live. He came to rescue us from sin. And he paid an immense price to make that possible. He went to the cross where he took upon himself the sins of the whole world. Because sin always has a price that had to, has to be paid. He paid the price for sin. He faced the consequences of sin on the cross. He died he rose up again. And the Bible says today, whoever believes in him receives forgiveness for their sins. So Christ is not somebody who says, you go there and do that and your sins may be forgiven. Or he points to another place and say, you go there and maybe your sins will be forgiven there. Christ is the only one who says, I paid for your sins so I have authority to forgive you your sins. You come to me. It doesn't point to something else or somewhere else. He is the one who has the power to forgive sins because he paid for them all. So the Christ of Christmas is Savior. The one who saves us from our sins. Thirdly, the message that comes to us through the Christ of Christmas is that God desires risk. Rescue us from Satan. 
from the powers of darkness, from all the consequence of the fall. God wants to rescue us from that. It is not God's design, it's not God's intent for any person to remain in bondage, in slavery, in oppression, suppressed by the powers of darkness in any form. There's not one any of us, any one of us to be in bondage in any way. Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, and by their sin, the entire human race went into captivity. Sin always results in captivity. Disobedience always results in captivity. And that's what happened in Adam and Eve's sin. The human race went in to the captivity of the devil and his demons in darkness. And so there's so much of pain, oppression, sickness, disease, and all the works of darkness. And Christ came to be the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who has the power to break every yoke and remove every bondage. He comes to remove every form of demonic enslavement. He comes to set captives free. He comes to set the oppressed free. He comes to set people who find themselves enslaved. He comes to set them free because he is the Messiah. Messiah means he's the anointed one. He has the power to break bondage. That makes him very different. No other man who lived before or lived ever since can come into your world and say, I have the power to break every bondage in your life. But Jesus Christ does that. He came to be the Messiah, the anointed one, the one with the power to liberate us. Many of us sitting here this morning find ourselves enslaved, all kinds of things. Whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's, could be numerous things that enslave us. Christ came to be Messiah, the anointed one, the bondage breaker, the liberator, the one who sets the captives free. The Christ of Christmas. The last thing I want to bring our attention to this morning is this. That when God stepped into this world, He was born in a little manger. Something so small, so humble, And we could take that very lightly. Yep, somebody born in a little manger. But the Bible is so clear that this baby was really the ruler of all things. He was and he always will be the ruler of all things. The Christ of Christmas is really the King of Kings. The Bible says that because He humbled Himself to such a low degree, that God exalted Him and gave Him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. That he is Lord. And was born in a manger. 
not many people took notice. Maybe a few came and bowed before him. But the Bible is so clear that one day he's coming back. This same Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, who walked and lived in Nazareth, who walked in Galilee. This same Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, he's coming as ruler, as king. And every president who ever lived, every prime minister, every monarch, every king, every queen will bow before this king, Jesus Christ. They have no choice about that. He came to be king, to be ruler in your life and mine. The Christ of Christmas, first of all came to be Emmanuel. He came to be God in your life and mine. Second, he came to be our Savior. Forgive us from our sins. Third, he came to be our Messiah, the one who breaks every yoke and removes every bondage to liberate us from things that enslave us. Fourth, he came to be our King. The one to whom we willfully surrender our lives. One under whose Lordship we live our life. Here on earth. The one and the only one to whom we bow our knee. And give our worship and our adoration to. The king of all kings. That's the Christ of Christmas. And this Christmas season. You and I must focus on him. The Christ. And why he came. To this world. Make that personal. He didn't come in some generic abstract sense that, oh yeah, he came and went. No, he came for you. He came for me. He came to be your Emmanuel. He came to be your Savior. He came to be your Messiah. He came to be your King. I want to close with this in John chapter 1 verses 10 and 11. The Bible says, He came... To his own. But his own did not receive him. Emmanuel came. They didn't recognize him. The Savior came. They rejected him. The Messiah came. They threw him out. The King came. They didn't worship him. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. He comes to you this morning. He wants to be your Emmanuel. He wants to be your Savior, the one who forgives you your sins. He wants to be your Messiah, the one who breaks every yoke, every bondage, every enslaving thing in your life. He wants to be your King, the one who rules and reigns in your life. The question is, what will you do? With Jesus, the Christ of Christmas. Will you celebrate Christmas without Christ? That is no Christmas. But the Bible continues in that same passage. But to as many as who received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God, the sons of God, even to those who believed in his name. As many as received him, to them he gives the power to become children of God. 
Meaning to say that there is something you and I must do with this Christ of Christmas. We must either receive him or we must reject him. We either embrace him and welcome him in or we say, no, I don't understand you. You stay out. Each one of us has a choice to make. And if we will embrace him, the Bible said, he gives us the power to become children of God. That this, the Christ of Christmas becomes reality in our lives. He becomes our Emmanuel. He becomes our Savior. He becomes our Messiah. He becomes our King. So this morning, if there's anyone here who's never received Jesus into your life, it doesn't matter if you've been to church many times, it doesn't matter if you've been religious all your life, you still need to make this choice of welcoming Jesus into your life and saying, be my Lord, be my Savior. If you've never actively done that, then I want you to do that this morning. If you will. We're going to take a few moments later on just to pray together. And there's even one person here this morning. If you've never received Jesus into your life. And ask him to come in. Step into your world. To be the very one he came to be. Emmanuel, God with you. The Savior who forgives you. The Messiah who sets you free. And the King, the one who is Lord of your life. If you've never embraced Him to do that, embraced Him in such a manner, welcomed in, into your life in such a manner, then I want to urge you to do it this morning. We're going to stand up and take a few moments to pray. And during that prayer time, I'm going to ask anyone here this morning, If you have never embraced the Christ of Christmas and you feel something inside you saying, hey, I've never done that. I've gone through many Christmases in my life. But I've never let Christ come into my heart. And I've never let Him be God in my life, be Savior in me, be the deliverer, the one who sets me free. I've never given Him that opportunity. And this morning, I want to invite you to welcome the Christ of Christmas into your heart. For this Christmas season, when you celebrate with many others, you'll celebrate Jesus, celebrate the Christ. Let's just close our eyes for a moment, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray. The first prayer I want to pray is for any person here. Who's never received Jesus into your heart. You're not sure if you're a child of God. But this morning you want to do it. 
You feel an urge inside. You're saying, I, yes, I need to do this. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Right where you're standing. If you've never done this before, would you repeat this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I understand why you came into this world. You came for me. I ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life. Be God in me. Be my Savior. Be my deliverer. Be my King. I receive you, Jesus, into my life. Help me to follow you. The rest of my life. I ask this in Jesus' name. I want us to close our eyes. Let's continue in prayer. He came to be Emmanuel, God in our lives. God was willing to step in to where we are at this moment. So would you pray and say, God, I thank you that you are Emmanuel. You're with me right now, right here. And whatever I'm going through in life, your Emmanuel. You came to be my Savior. I trust in you as my Savior. No matter what I've done, I believe your blood's cleansed me. You came to be my Messiah, the one who breaks every yoke and removes every bondage. And if there is any bondage in your life, any yoke, any oppression in your life, would you pray and say, Jesus, break that off of my life. I know he will do it. He came to be king. He came to be Lord in your life and mine. Would you just pray and say, Lord, I, I receive you. I, I embrace you. I declare you as my king. I acknowledge you as my king. Jesus, even as we worship, even as we honor you this morning in this place. I ask that by your Holy Spirit, you will minister to every heart, every life. Right where we are, you're interested in our lives. You're interested in what, what we're going through, what we're facing. You are Emmanuel, God with us. God who journeys with us. God who does not abandon us, but God who steps into our very world. I pray that you will make your presence so real to every person here this morning. We're going to take a few moments just to worship. And during that time, I want you to just talk to Jesus. Just embrace Him, the Christ of Christmas. Will you just pray? To be my Messiah, be my King.
Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God, we just ask that you'll make Jesus so real to us, even this Christmas season. That our eyes, our focus will be on the Christ of Christmas. That our hearts will be drawn even so much closer to Him, to worship Him, to know Him, to experience Him in a greater way. We thank you, O God. We bless you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. Lift up His countenance on you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.